pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to another Big Rap Show Podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping the best out there in podcast land. And whew, what a week it's been in the piping world. I have got so much to talk about this week. It's nuts. Now, I, I keep saying this every week, by the way. It's the off-season, kind of officially, here in the UK. Uh, our competitive season has closed its doors. The Kyle Games was just this past weekend. And, yep, that's all done now. Here, I'm doing a chanter around. I'm hitting the mic stand. Uh, should I ding a bell or something? Yeah. <laughs> Grant. Well, first of all, Let's get through things. The competitive season has just wrapped up things. It's over. It's done. But I've got so much to talk about. It's kind of ridiculous. So let's get into things first of all. If this is your very first Big Rab Show, then welcome. We are the show for the piping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Yes. So we've been doing this for quite a while now. Probably too long for some people, but yeah. We are still here, churning out episodes each and every week, talking about what we know and love to be the great Highland Bagpipe. So, if you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button, because if this is your first episode, then you can realise we're on episode 80-something by now. Yeah, so we've got tons of a back catalogue that you can go back and enjoy, which a lot of people are actually doing at the minute. We're getting loads of email. Speaking of email, let's get into it. Let's get into some listener mail. You guys have been emailing in like crazy this last while and keeping us very busy at the end of the season. So, yeah, let's get into some mail. Uh, If you do so wish, you can email the show. That email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. Again, that address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We love to get your uh, emails in. It's just awesome to hear from you. Right, let's get into it. I've got an email here from Joe Schreiber. He says, hello, Rab. Uh, Could you give a big shout out to the Alliance Pipe Bands? Okay, there you go. Shout out to the Alliance Pipe Band. He says, the band is made up of two grade four bands. And they consist of Dundee Scottish and the Chicago Highlanders, yeah, Chicago Highlanders. Uh, so that had the party. Both bands had just about minimum numbers uh, in pipers and drummers to be able to compete. So the two bands got together about nine weeks ago, and they're working on start on their MSR sets. Each band will remain independent, but they will compete together under the Alliance Pipe Band name, and they're going to be competing in Grade Four. Their first competition will be in Wisconsin Highland Games. That's September September first. So. Perfectly timed for this podcast, and that's going to be in Waukesha. I've probably butchered that Waukesha. I think he's even spelled it phonetically for me. So thank you. Uh, in Wisconsin, <laughs> thanks, Joe. And he says, enjoy the podcast and keep up the good work. No problem at all. So yeah, good luck to the Alliance Pipe Band, a brand new band hitting the grass. Awesome. And if anything, it's an interesting idea whenever bands do this. You know, they combine and join forces like this. I have seen it done before and it works very well. So, yeah, best of luck to the Alliance Pipe Band. Good, have a good tune. Right, on to another one. 
Uh, Dan has sent an email saying, Hey, good afternoon, Rob, or I suppose depending on when you're listening to this, of course. Um, so he said, Hi, and good afternoon. He says, I'm hoping that you'll be able to help, please. I am looking to get back into pipe band playing uh, snare drum, but struggling to find any bands recruiting at the moment. I was wondering if you had any chance, knew of any bands in the Glasgow area recruiting snare drummers for grade 4B or grade 4A. Thanks in advance, Dan. Right. Do you know what? We've had a number of emails like this. So, yeah, this is why I wanted to read out this email specifically from Dan, because last year we ran the Big Rab Show matchmaking service. We actually got quite a number of people back into pipe bands and back playing again this past season in 2018. A lot of people hold us responsible or pointing fingers and saying it's all your fault, uh, which is fine. I can understand that. <laughs> it's been a rough season this year. But I think it's a good idea if we were to try it again. The Big Rab Show matchmaking service. Now, it's not a dating service by any means. <clears throat> so don't get that twisted. We will put you in contact with pipe bands, however. Loads of bands at the moment are recruiting. Lots of them. We'll probably mention some of them here on the podcast tonight. But, yeah, so many bands are recruiting, it's nearly, it'll make you dizzy, the amount of bands that are looking for players. And to be honest, there's so many players looking for bands as well. Now, I don't know if both of them aren't looking very hard, but... Yeah, all you have to do is briefly look at social media and you see constant advertisements for bands looking for players. Same way I am getting constant adverts for players looking for bands. So, without further ado, I shall announce the Big Rab Show matchmaking service has opened its doors. So there you go. Dan, I will make up my job, my friend, to get you in touch with some bands in the Glasgow area that are actively looking for players. So, yes, we will open our matchmaking service again. It was a lot of work, not going to lie, uh, trying to run around and try and find different bands based on your own geography and where you are. Uh, but we will do our best for you. So if you are interested in taking up the plan again, um, or even if you're a complete beginner and would like to learn, then get in contact with us. You can email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com and we will do our best to find a pipe band in your area, uh, close to your doorstep, and yeah, we can get you back on the grass again. That's what it's all about. Okay. Got another email here from Brian Laidlaw. He said, hey, Rab, would you give my son, AJ Laidlaw, a big 13th birthday shout-out on the podcast? Happy birthday, AJ! There you go. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. So his special day is uh, this Thursday, the 30th of August. He recently got his first set of pipes uh, and, had, and played his first mass bands at Flagstaff in Arizona. The games in July. So, oh, that amazing. Man, fantastic stuff. So, yeah, and that was in July. So his goal is to be in the circle for 2019 season. Uh, we continue to enjoy the, enjoy the podcast and all the live streams you and the crew put together out there for all of us. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Brian Lidlaw. And he's from in Arizona. Brian, there you go. That is awesome to hear about your son, AJ, lifting the pipes and hitting the mass bands. And, yeah, wish him well for hitting the competitive circle next year. All the very best, and a very happy birthday to you, AJ. There you go. 13. You're making me feel old. Uh, right. Got another email here, and this is from Chris. He says, Hey, Rab, after last week's show, I really wanted to write and complain. Ooh. Okay, there's a complaint here. All right. Okay. I'm open for some constructive criticism. He says, Is there any chance of controlling the volume of the Patreon ads? 
going from your talking to the ads blows me out of my seat. They're so loud. Really? <laughs> so far, this is my only complaint about the show after all this time. Is it really going to be a hundred shows? Keep up the great work. Sincerely, Chris Piper for the City of Albany Pipe Band. Chris, I have to wholeheartedly agree with you. This past couple of weeks, I have been editing the podcast and putting it together. And yes, I did make a few mistakes when it comes to my leveling of my audio. So my <laughs> apologies there. And I did get receive a number of messages about this, about volume levels uh, between the advertisements the little 30-second clips and stuff, and yeah, me talking on the podcast, there's a vast difference in volume, so apologies. I will hopefully try and rectify that and get that fixed for you. It is an editing thing, and uh, yeah, it's just one of them things. Sometimes I'm really good at it, and sometimes I'm really crap at it. So apologies, Chris. Apologies for blowing you out of your chair. I'm sure it was great to be your eardrums that day. Uh, So yeah, there we go. (laughs) I will try and fix that. So, that's it, basically, for uh, Listener Mail this week. I know the guys at the Chanter Rant podcast uh, have asked people out there in the internets to send in photographs of various different body parts, and thankfully, I haven't received any yet. So, thank you. (laughs) But also, they've also challenged people to send in voicemails. Now, we love getting voicemails here on the show, uh, because we can edit them and include them in along with our show, so you can get your voice here on the podcast. You don't just have to listen to me wibbling on for an hour or so each week. So, yeah, if you would like to have your own voice on the show and you have a particular question or comment or that that you would like to raise, please do send us in either an email or a voicemail. Voicemails are probably the best. Just record it on your, uh, I don't know, you can do it on your cell phone now. Use your wee voice recorder app that's on there, and then you can email that to us, that little voice clip, and then we can bring it here on the show. And we love to get those. So, right. Okay. <laughs> There's so much to get into. Where am I going to start, man? All right. Let's start, first of all, with the Levi Invitational Freestyle Solo Drumming Event. This is just around the corner, and it is quite a large event. It has been extremely popular this last number of years, and this year is no different. Saturday, 10th of November, the Levi Invitational Freestyle Solo Drumming Event. It's sold out. Can you believe it? This is what? August? And this isn't until November, and it's already sold out. That's insane. And when you consider all the money that's raised at this event all goes to charity, and you get some of the biggest names in the drumming world here in the pipe band world, go to this. It's just incredible. So, congratulations to the guys at the Levi Invitational event. It's just brilliant to see that you're sold out. The place will be packed. I can rest assure you that. And, you know, we will hopefully be able to gleam a few video clips and a few th- photographs and stuff from the event once it happens. I don't think we're actually planning to attend this one this year, unfortunately. But, yeah, I have to give a special shout-out to those guys because at that event, I do have a special spot in my heart for. It is quite an awesome event. So, there you go. Awesome to see that they've sold out. Congratulations. On to other news. I have to give a shout to uh, Andrew Elliott. Yeah, good friend of the show, actually, and lead tenor drummer with the Field Marshal Montgomery. Now, if Andrew Elliott has not already got enough to celebrate at the moment with winning his world championship with the Field Marshal, I have to say congratulations to Andrew because he has now popped the question. 
Yeah, he is engaged to his girlfriend, uh, Carla Gardner. Apologies, he has me and names again. So congratulations to Andrew and Carla both. I'm so chuffed for you. Apparently he popped the question at the Highland Dancing uh, event there at the Carl Gallery there over the weekend. So yeah, apparently the girlfriend actually, uh, Carla, she managed to collect fourth place in the adult championships, which is awesome so congratulations to carla and so for winning her prize and for also picking up an engagement ring so congratulations to both of you i wish you the both every happiness in the world i hope you have yeah long many years together congratulations andrew on to other news this kind of flew under the radar now there's been a lot of big stories and we're gonna get to those all right well bide your time But there's one little news story that has kind of flown under the radar and I just wanted to draw everyone's attention to it here on the podcast. That is, New Zealand pipe bands have recently went through a bit of regrading. A lot of regrading decisions were happening down under in New Zealand and a lot of them make for some very interesting reading. Let's go through them first of all, going grade by grade, band by band. Uh, Papruka pipe bands, I'm probably butchering that name, uh... Uh, Papakura even, yep, whoops, yep, <laughs> see me and names, man, stuff, <laughs> I've got wrong, woo, lethal, yeah, Pap- Papakura pipe bands, they are in grade 4B, have now been upgraded to grade 4A, Wellington Red Heckle pipe bands, and yeah, they've been upgraded from grade 4B to grade 4A, so another upgrade, City of Nelson Highland pipe band, they've been uh, downgraded, uh, let me see, from grade 3 to grade 4A. So taking a step backwards there, unfortunately. And Hamilton Caledonian Pipe Band, they're going up from grade 3 to grade 2. Huge step there for Hamilton, so good luck. Uh, but one of the ones that really kind of piqued our interest here on the Rab Show, when we were all kind of talking about it this week, was the City of Invercargill Pipe Band have took a downgrade from grade 1 to grade 2. Now, this was a bit of a shock to us because we heard the City of Invercargill recently playing at their Nationals this year, their National Championships, and we thought they sounded pretty amazing. Now, there hasn't been, from what we can see, any kind of a statement or anything from the band as to the resultant uh, downgrade. We don't know why this has happened, whether it has been voluntary or, I don't know, we, we don't know why this has happened. But, hey, we now have City of Invercargill in Grade 2. Now, that... Being said, will we see City of Invercargill at next year's Worlds? Don't know, but it's something to keep in mind whenever we're looking towards the championships next year. Because just look at how Grade 2 was this season. It was nuts. (laughs) It was really nuts. Considering we had Peel Regional Police in there, we had LA Scots were in there, we had Ravara. These were all big Grade 1 bands, now juking it out in Grade 2. And now here we are, another big Grade 1 big gun. We have Invercargill is going to be in there in Grade 2 as well. So that's certainly going to put the cat amongst the pigeons, as they say. So very interesting to read that news. And I think next season in Grade 2... Could be an interesting one. Now, granted, we are still waiting to hear about any regrading decisions for the RSPBA. Uh, What's going to happen with bands over here? We don't know. Um, As far as any grading decisions with the city of Dunedin or even St. Thomas alumni, there's been a lot of rumours flying around about that. People thinking that 
because you've autom- you've won the worlds, you're automatically upgraded. That's not necessarily the case. We've seen it before. The bands win world championships and they still get to stay in their respective grade given their performance throughout the season. I think that's how it's looked at. You know, you could win a world championship but then never win anything else all season. So that's how I think grading decisions are made. They look at your season as a whole and then try to make a call of judgment. So not saying that City of Dunedin have not had a, had a successful season, because they certainly have. But will we see them upgraded? Very possibly. And will we see St. Thomas upgraded as well? Don't know. What about Klaus Kelp? There's a clear argument there for them as well to get upgraded. Who knows? This is the thing. It's up for speculation. And uh, yeah, will we see these bands upgraded? Who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But there you go, a very interesting conversation and uh, yeah, I think grade 2 are going to be something really interesting to watch next year. Okay, on to, okay, let's talk about the bleeding elephant in the room, will we? There's been two big news stories drop this week. And uh, yeah, the first one that we're talking about is Jim Kilpatrick. Jim Kilpatrick is back in the pipe and headlines and yeah, it has a lot of people scratching their heads. Pipe band drumming legend Mr. Jim Kilpatrick has parted ways with Pearl Percussion. Now, this is big news for a lot of reasons. Jim Kilpatrick has been with Pearl. He's been associated with Pearl and Pearl Percussion products since 2009. And even before that, he's even had an even longer relationship with Premier. Now, he'd been there with Premier for a long time and it was seen as a huge coup at the time whenever he moved to Pearl. Well, he's now moved from Pearl to a brand new company called the British Drum Company. Now, they're based in Manchester in England, and the company themselves is only three years old. Now, I have to be honest, I've done a bit of research into this company, and they have been kind of based mostly in the drum kit world. They've been you know, based on drum kits, and they've been dipping their toes gradually into the marching kind of area, producing drums for the likes of military bands and flute bands and different things like, you know, brass bands and different things like this. So this is the British Drum Company now finally trying to dip their toes into the pipe band world. So as I've said, their drum kits and that look pretty awesome. Now I'm a drummer and I do play kit, I do play drums, drum kit and their drum kits look kind of class you know they have that kind of handmade quality to them and uh, the sound that you can get from some of their shells is incredible so is this why jim has made this decision to jump don't know don't know to be honest um but i have to say this is going to be interesting as much as we know that Jim Kilpatrick has essentially hung up his competitive sticks, he's certainly still a mover and a shaker. He's recently just launched a brand new practice pad with, a, I think he's calling it the Pro Pad or the Pro Practice Pad, something like that. You have to see this thing. This thing's a monster. I haven't, re- like I've had the same old lump of wood and a lump of rubber for I don't know how many years. I've practiced on the same old piece of crap for years and i'm probably about due to get a brand new practice pad and these ones made by jim kilpatrick with his name on them they look awesome they really look awesome so jim is innovating he's still you know moving and shaking like i say so let's get to what jim had to say about it first of all he put out a statement he said i am thrilled to join the british drum company team a company that has the most talented people in the industry with a deep commitment to excellence 
Kilpatrick had said this, and he was quoted as saying, When I look at the British drum company, I see a company that has already made a huge mark on the global drum market, and I am excited about many things in the marching and pipe band range uh, that we'll be working on together in the near future. Ooh, so do you know what that tells us? Is that there will be a brand new drum on the market. Now... This clearly will have Jim Kilpatrick's stamp all over it. And for those of you who know Jim well enough, you know that he was he, he was just the linchpin of the premier percussion and putting together all of the HTS models that we have nowadays and that were still used nowadays uh, from the very beginning of the HTSs right the way up until the, the pros ones that we have now. Uh, so Jim was, he was just the linchpin of all of that. And then he moved to Pearl. Now, for those of you who know Pearl drums... They weren't the force that they are now. Back then, Pearl drums were always seen as being the DCI uh, kind of drums. They were always used by the American marching bands, the DCI kind of uh, music. They were never really incorporated into pipe band drumming. And along came Jim Kilpatrick and showed them all how to make a pipe band snare drum. Because lo and behold, it wasn't a good four months after Jim joined Pearl that suddenly... Loads of bands started buying Pearl drums and they all sounded and looked incredible. So you have what we have now. You have basically the big three brands. You have Adante, Premier and Pearl with the big three drum mix. But here we have a new upstart, the British Drum Company. So will we see these drums next season or will we even see them before that? Don't know, but I really look forward to hearing them. Their drum kits, by the way, outstanding. I love them. Uh, you can go actually go and check them out. You can Google them, the British Drum Company, and look at all their drum kits and stuff. Uh, as far as any pipe band related marching equipment goes, there's nothing available yet. Uh, so clearly, Jim and the British Drum Company will be working furiously behind the scenes, putting everything together. I, for one, will be watching with big interest. This will be a product, I'm sure, that will be very popular, for one, because, come on, it's Jim Kilpatrick. What's not to love? Um, but also, people will also be looking at this just to out of interest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, there you go. Drum brands come and drum brands go. Does anybody remember the Legato? No? I'm probably showing my age right now. But the Legato snare drum used to be a big thing. I think Rivara Pipe Band actually played a set of them. And uh, I remember feeling very envious. Whenever I was playing in the Quinn Memorial at the time, we played a dandy. And looking at Rivara at the time, they were playing Legato snare drums. I always thought they sounded amazing. Uh, but then, suddenly, they just dropped away. They've dropped off the market. They stopped making them. And I don't know where they are now. So, I don't know. If any of you guys out there rem- remember Legato snare drums, you could possibly email me in. <laughs> BigRabShow at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm probably only talking to myself. And Legato? What are you talking about? But, yeah, they were a thing. Believe it or not, they were a thing. Um, so when we're talking about drums, um, that's another future podcast that we have been suggested by you guys. Uh, models and mix of snare drums, how much does it really count? And yeah, I think it counts for a lot. Talking like a drummer, or talking as a drummer, it really does change the sound and tone of your band. We'll get talking about that another time. But there is the old silver snare drum that had like three strands on the bottom of it and a lot of people love that old tone i have to admit i went back and listened to a lot of old recordings from the 70s and 60s and a lot of them drums something about them that just nice warm tone to them so i kind of do miss you know that whole rumble rather than the high-pitched kind of harsh tone sometimes you can get from snares anyway 
rambling on about drums, getting into my comfort zone as a drummer, and forgetting that this is a Pipe Bank podcast, and I've also got Pipers tuned in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, as much as we're talking about Jim Kilpatrick's big move to the British Drum Company, this is huge. We cannot underestimate how big a story this is because we know there will be brand new products being launched with Jim Kilpatrick's name on it, and it will be a force to reckon with this, possibly this incoming season if they get it out soon enough, and possibly for seasons to come. This could be huge. Anyway. We could see bands actually swapping and, yeah, converting to this brand new product and giving them a go and changing, essentially, the voice of our music in our arenas. It could be really interesting. Okay. Moving on. Another huge news story. Well, it's news and it's not news. For those of you who watched BBC Scotland's coverage of the World Pipe Band Championships, you'll know what I'm talking about already. Yes. Shots and Dykehead Caledonia have confirmed that their pipe major, Ryan Canning, is no longer pipe major. Yes, Ryan Canning has decided to step down as pipe major and apparently away from pipe bands altogether. And this is going to be for an undetermined length of time, according to the statement. So, yeah, it's really sad news, in my opinion. Ryan has obviously done incredible work with the guys at Shots and Die Kid Caledonia. And, yeah, he has basically just took the step away from the band and will be leaving pipe bands in general. Uh, So the move apparently follows after several years of the band rebuilding and... Yeah, it's just, yeah, 2015, I think, from memory, the shots managed to lift the world title with Ryan at the helm. Uh, so, there you go. I don't know. I think in a statement, um, they someone managed to get a brief little word with him. Apparently, after 16 years as a front-ranked piper with the field marshal and Ryan Canning then being the pipe major of shots, apparently, in total, he's been in pipe bands for 25 years at the forefront, or the spearhead, I should say, of grade one. So, with two or three practices a week and the relentless pressure on a pipe major, yeah, he has stepped back. And I think, to be honest, he's possibly quite right to do so. Being that long in the piping game for 25 years, at the pinnacle of what we know as being our competitive scene, Ryan deciding to take a step back, yeah. I think, yeah, it's possibly the right thing, you know, especially, yeah, if you're getting burnt out. I don't know if it is is burnout or whatever it is, but he has said that, you know, this has taken its toll. And, yeah, he's intended to step away. So the band had no real comment at this stage. I've contacted the band myself, and they are in the process of appointing a brand new pipe major, clearly. So, yeah, looking at the whole PipesDrums.com article, you can go and look at it now. So, PipesDrums.com, the full article's up there. Uh, Apparently, according to the band chairman, uh, Ewan McAllister, he said Ryan is leaving the band for personal reasons. He says the band is sorry to see him go, but fully support him in his decisions. And it would be unprofessional of him or anyone else to say other than that at this stage. There will be an official announcement in due course. Now, that has been... That has been the story I am getting from the pipe band themselves and other members. Nothing official has been announced. All right. Now, 
This did not come as a surprise to the membership of Shots, I have to say, first of all, is that Ryan Canning apparently informed the band about his plans a few weeks before the World Championships themselves. Uh, and the band themselves, you can actually see this on the BBC footage whenever they filmed the band, is that they, they filmed uh, the band having a guard of honour and tribute to Canning as they came off at the World's Arena after their medley performance, and that was Canning's last performance as PM. So, clearly the band has a lot of respect for Ryan Canning, and ourselves here in the Rab Show, we have nothing but praise for him, we think he's done an absolutely outstanding job. At the time, I don't know if you remember this, we spoke about it at the time on the Rab Show, back on Fuse FM, before we even started this podcast thing, uh, when Ryan moved to Shots, we were thinking, this is huge, this is a massive move, and he's got insanely big boots to fill, so... Yeah, to see how well he's done at shots is a testament to how great a pipe major he really is. So, yeah, it it is sad to see him go. And it's sad to leave, leave pipe bands in general because he is such a talented guy. And he really knows his stuff. And it is a real loss for us in pipe bands. So, Ryan, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, my friend. But, yeah, if you do or if any mates of yours does then please send him my best. We do wish you well as you step away from bands for a while and get your head shard, as they say here in Northern Ireland, and just be able to, yeah, relax, (laughs) I think, is a big thing. So, with that in mind, I have to say, all of you guys, listeners of The Big Rap Show, have been messaging us and emailing us like crazy people. As soon as this story dropped, bang, what was the first thing on everybody's lips? Who's de- who's getting the job? Who's taking over? Who's in charge, Rab? Who's in charge? Who's getting it? Any inside scoop? Any inside scoop, man? Who, you know who's getting it? I'll be honest. No, I have not the first idea. I've contacted the band, asked them themselves, have they anything to say on the matter? And they said, yeah, you'll get an official statement once everything has been worked out. That's it. Nothing else. They're saying they're they're in the process of appointing a new pipe major. And once that is done, they will announce it. And I'll find out along with everybody else. So, no inside scoop for you guys. Tons and tons of rumours. Have to say. I have had, I don't know, honestly, I'm not lying. I've had upwards of 20, 23, 24 names emailed to us oh this guy this person this woman this guy this they've definitely got the job man i've got it from a really reliable source that this person has the job they're the new pipe major i'm telling you i'm telling you nobody knows nobody knows so as much as you're telling me to your blue in the face (laughs) nobody knows until shots finally comes out with that official announcement and put it in black and white so Mm, there you go. I will say that as much as people are speculating and trying to say, oh, guess who's the new PM? I would ask you to err on the side of caution and uh, yeah, don't believe everything you hear. Um, I have heard so many rumors, it's ridiculous, uh, ranging from the plausible to the absolutely ludicrous. So yeah, from players who are possibly in their 70s and 80s and aren't, aren't playing anymore. Anyway, I do digress. (laughs) So, as much as we love getting rumours and we stories to the show, please keep them coming, by the way. But, yeah, we do like to wait until we hear it from the official source. Like I've said before, we don't like reporting rumours. Hmm. 
There you go. Right. On to one last little bit. Well, a couple of bits more, actually. The Scottish Fire and Rescue Service made a bit of an announcement just as I was hitting the record button tonight. The band is delighted to appoint William Corkendale as their brand new lead tip. Yeah, so congratulations to William. Um, So William uh, started playing at the age of seven. He was taught by his dad. And he went through all the grades, all the way up to grade one. Uh, He played under the leadership of Jim Collins for four years. He then became the lead drummer there for a few years when he won the Euro Champions and the Champions Champions and all of that. After taking a few years out, then he returned to the top flight, joining Strathclyde Polis under the leadership of the legend... Mr. Eric Ward, and stayed with Eric for almost 10 years, winning the Euros and UK Drumming Championships along the way in Grade 1. The band themselves, Scottish Fire and Rescue, are excited about the new appointment. They think they're very keen to be working along with William this incoming season, and they are looking for drummers at the moment. So anyone who is interested and would like to play with Scottish Fire and Rescue Service, then they are urged to go and contact them. You can get them on their social media, of course, on their Facebook page or indeed their Twitter. Get in contact with the band because the drum corps is under new leadership and they are looking for drummers. So there you go. With a brand new lead tip at the helm, I dare say they'll have a great incoming season and I wish you well to the Scottish Fire and Rescue Service. Other pipe bands that are recruiting at the minute... Just too many. One I want to give an honourable mention to will be St Mary's Derry Trasna. St Mary's Derry Trasna are recruiting at the minute, but I have to say they are not taking learners. Hmm. Yeah, they put this in very specific terms on their advert. Uh, the pipe band themselves are yeah from the outskirts of Lurgan and County Armagh. The band welcome pipers, snare drummers and tenor drummers of experience you must have competition experience in order to join the ranks and improve the band looking forward to the 2019 season so as we know that St Mary's Derry Trasna band are a force to be reckoned with here on this island they have had relentless season after season here but unfortunately always managing to kind of fall short when it came to the big game which is so frustrating for them so obviously in 2019 They're wanting to push out and grab as many major championships as possible. So here they are. They're looking for experienced players, if possible. So if you have competition experience and you are anywhere within the Lurgan area here in Northern Ireland, St Mary's Derry Trasna are looking for you. Grant, there you go. So you can contact them via their social media or even indeed you can get in contact with yourselves here on The Big Grab Show and just email us at biggrabshow at gmail.com. All right. A lot of people um, would have been tuned into your Fuse FM Ball of Money radio show this week, and you would have been in for a treat. Joining us on the show there uh, just last night, as I'm recording this on Tuesday night there on Fuse, we had Mr. Brian Wilson, MBE. Of course, you guys know him as a multiple world champion drum major, as well as a drum major judge. Now, we had a pretty awesome conversation on the air. Uh, we talked about what judges look for in drum majors. We also talked about the big event that Brian is obviously working at at the moment, is the Belfast International Tattoo. Now, this event in itself, us here in the Rab Show, we have been covering the Belfast International Tattoo now for this last number of years. And just when I think the event can't get any bigger or any better, it does. Brian, come on the show and talk to us all about the lineup and stuff and what to expect at this year's tattoo. And suffice to say, I am stupidly excited for this. It's going to be ridiculous. Now, I don't often say that, you know, I normally do try and just sell things to you and say, oh, you have to go and get your tickets. But this is something (laughs) that I am genuinely telling you, this is going to be something amazing. The Belfast Tattoo this year 
is something special for piping fans. Trust me. So, if you haven't yet, go and grab your tickets. Next week's podcast, we'll be chatting all about the Belfast Tattoo, talking all about the lineup and what you can expect on the floor, all of that sort of stuff. Plus, we'll also be bringing you coverage backstage from the tattoo, like we did last year on the podcast, which was great fun. Um, but, yeah, so I'll be backstage at the, the tattoo, microphone in hand, grabbing interviews and selfies and saying hey to people, all that sort of stuff. So you'll get to hear all the action from the Belfast Tattoo. But the event itself... I yeah, I wanted to give you a real heads up and tell you now, tickets for this are still available. However, because it happens next weekend, tickets for it are going fast. Because we're in the week leading up to the tattoo, this is when tickets really start to shift. So if you haven't got your tickets for the Belfast tattoo yet and you do plan on going, those living locally here in Northern Ireland or even abroad, if you would like to travel to this, go and get them now. Go to thebelfasttattoo.com, grab your tickets, because trust me, they will disappear this next week, I guarantee. But this time next week, when I'm chatting about the Belfast Tattoo, I guarantee at least one of the shows will be sold out. Now, this arena is huge, by the way, so to sell out an arena is no small thing. So I do wish them well, uh, but this event, man, it's going to be absolutely insane. We'll talk about the Belfast Tattoo on next week's podcast. So there you go. Grant. Let's talk about something pretty special here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Now, I'll pause for effect because I want you to pay attention to this. (laughs) Yeah, as you know, we're now in episode 80-something. I think it's 83 or 84 or something. I've I've lost count now. Um, But, yeah, coming up soon is episode 100. Yes, episode 100. And I did tease this a good while ago that we were going to do something special for episode 100. And something special is an understatement. We have been working furiously behind the scenes all through the piping season to put something pretty awesome together. And uh, if you're a fan of the podcast at all, if you're a fan of just the Fuse radio show thing, or even if you just like our social media and you just like our live stream videos or whatever, stuff like that, This is something that we have been working at pretty much all year, trying to put it together, and it's just going to be awesome. I can't stress how awesome this is going to be. November 3rd, 2018, the Big Rab Show podcast will be live on stage. We will be having a Big Rab Show podcast live event in the Terrace Hotel in Marafelt, County Londonderry here in Northern Ireland episode 100 we're going to do it live we're going to set up mics on the stage we're going to record the whole thing from start to finish and we're going to release it then whenever it's time for episode 100 so if you would like to hear what happens in episode 100 then come along and see it live in person yes now i have to say it's not just going to be me sitting on stage with the microphone talking through the news stories because i do know that is our podcast essentially i do give a lot of news and a lot of all that sort of stuff but the big rab show podcast live is going to be something different we're going to have audience interaction we're going to have giveaways for prizes and stuff we're also going to have live acts there as well we have guys traveling really far actually to be honest coming just to perform on this night and Believe me when I say this, we have some of the biggest and best in the piping world making an appearance. Um, so 
if anything, it's still making me scratch my head that these guys want to come and play at this. So, yeah, I personally cannot wait for this. This event is going to be insane. You're going to have to bear with me over this next couple of months because I will be talking about this event as it comes up like a, like a crazy person. I'm like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. The Big Rab Show live podcast, 3rd of November, 2018. It's going to be in the Terrace Hotel in Marfelt, County Londonderry, episode 100. So I did promise you we're going to do something pretty special. This is going to be special, trust me. Now, I'm not going to give the full game away. We haven't announced any of the lineup yet. We haven't said who's going to be there or what's exactly going to be happening. We haven't said any of that yet. But one thing that we have put out there, and I do want to be common knowledge, is that we will be selling tickets for this. We will be ticketing the event because the venue itself only holds so many people. And we did have a bit of a horror story uh, in our heads that if we were to plan a live event, what would happen if the venue got to over capacity which is quite you know could happen the terrace hotel is quite large it's not a small venue by any means but what would happen if we were over capacity and then we'd have to pull the plug on the show because there were simply too many people that has happened before in numerous other events here in northern ireland where the venue is over capacity and the venue themselves have to pull the plug because there's too many people so we will be selling tickets for this i have to say then as we're selling tickets for this event it will be a charity fundraiser. Any money that's raised through this live podcast event will be going to charity. And our nominated charity of choice will be the music service for Pipes and Drums. We did want any money raised at this event to go back into piping and drumming. And we thought no better way than to invest it into education, into our kids. So, the music service for Pipes and Drums, for those of you who don't know, they are a music service here in Northern Ireland that specifically specify... Yeah, piping and drumming. They ticket to schools around Northern Ireland. They're all volunteers. Essentially, they're kind of funded through this charity with charitable donations. These guys travel around schools all around Northern Ireland teaching kids how to pipe and how to drum and bringing them to our amazing music. So we thought, hey, what an amazing charity. And if we are going to ticket this event, then if there is any funds raised as a result then awesome, we're going to donate that cash to a really well-deserving charity and again, investing it back into our piping scene and making our piping and drumming world that bit better. So there you go, guys. That is possibly one of the biggest news stories I could possibly announce here on the show. Ryan Canning and Jim Kilpatrick? Yeah, that's big news. Okay, cool. Boom, there you go. Big Rap Show live, baby. Big Rap Show live, all right. Man, I am so stupidly excited for this. Yeah. 3rd of November, the Terrace Hotel in Marafelt. Get it in your calendars. And yeah, we haven't released the tickets yet, by the way. So for those of you who are furiously going to be looking around now, where can I get a ticket? Where can I get a ticket? Tickets aren't available yet. We haven't made them available to buy yet. So bear with us. We haven't announced the lineup yet. And we haven't released the tickets. So many people, actually, once we put up the artwork and stuff and we kind of put the wee poster up that today, uh, a lot of people say, oh, man, are you, are you selling tickets? I, I want five of them. And it's been a bit nuts today. Uh, so bear with us. Tickets are not, for not available yet, but we're just letting you know that this event is coming. 3rd of November. You're going to want to stick it in your diary and keep that night free because, trust me, this event's going to be pretty awesome. There you go. Grant. 
did tell you we're going to do something pretty special for episode 100. <laughs> and we finally, uh, yeah, give you a peek behind the curtain. There you go. I'm, I'm actually quite chuffed to announce that. Episode 100, man. Unbelievable. So, yeah, big live event coming. Can't wait. It's going to be off the chain. Cannot wait. Right. Now, as you may be aware, you've clicked on this week's podcast for a reason, and that is, as always, the topic of the week. Now, this week's topic of the week is all about G1. I managed to get an interview with Jock from G1, uh, the owner, proprietor, whatever you want to call it, uh, the guy who runs G1. Yeah, I've got a chat with him as he was over here earlier this year with Inverarian District Pipe Band as they had their concert here in Balamina. Now, keeping in mind that this interview was all taken ahead of the piping season, nothing had actually happened yet, the piping season hadn't actually opened its doors yet, so this was the first time that we got to hear Inverary that incoming year, or this incoming year, I should say. But the interview itself, I did want to bring to you at a later date, because a lot of people have been asking questions about reeds, reed selection, how they're made, all of that sort of stuff. And a lot of questions about G1. Now, G1 have been a sponsor here on the Big Rab Show podcast since day one. Those guys took the gamble with us and paid our bills and stuff and got us on the air. And it was just priceless. And again, as much as we love to sing their praises, G1 really have given us a big leg up in the podcast world. And uh, yeah, it's been incredible. So thank you so much to G1. Now, so I wanted to bring this interview to the podcast, not just as a giant big advertisement for G1, because that's not the case. I did want to talk to Jock from G1 to talk about the process and how reads are made and all of that. So you're going to get to hear all of that. So, yeah, just in case I can see the hate mail coming in. Oh, I had to listen to the topic of the week and it was nothing but a big advert. Well... No, it isn't supposed to be a giant advertisement. It's supposed to be talking about the process of making chanters, making raids, and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, granted, it is with Jock from G1, so yeah, <laughs> we do have to talk about his product. So there you go. I have to say, if there are anybody else out there who makes these products and would like to talk on the show, then please make yourself available. We'd love to chat to you. Um, Especially if you're making pipes and reeds and sticks and drums and all of that sort of stuff that we use every day in our piping world. We'd love to talk to you. So there you go. You can mail us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Well, that's it by way of introduction for this week's topic of the week. It's now time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. (laughs) It's time. For the topic of the week. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Starrick, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan. To be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months, Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. The Harris Kilt Company, based in Belfast in Northern Ireland, and provide you with some of the highest quality Highland wear available in the market. Are you looking for an outfit for a formal occasion, be it a wedding or a formal dinner, or are you outfitting a band? Then Harris Kilt Company are looking forward to hearing from you. Get in contact with them over their social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, 
or indeed check out their website harriskilts.com The Harris Kilt Company can provide you with an outfit right the way from your brogues right the way to your Glengarry. The Harris Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast or on harriskilts.com LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Well, welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Mr. John Elliott. What about you, sir? How are you doing, Rab? Nice, well, to, nice to speak to you. And it was a pretty nice location, too. We're here, and there's a lovely fountain in the background. Yeah, Birds it's, are it's, singing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Unfortunately, I was one of the, the extra guys. We didn't, we, we were in, the, in a, another hotel just down the road. Oh, I, so it's you're nice not good enough to stay here, then? It, no, well, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This bar shuts later than the other one. Maybe that's it. Ah, that's the appeal. I, I see. Know. The other hotel's fine, though. <laughs> so, it would be fair to say that you are owner and proprietor of G1 Reeds Enchanters. That's correct, yeah. 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 So, you guys have been involved with yourselves at the podcast uh-huh. since day one, from yeah. the very beginning. Can we ask the $100 question that everyone asks, what made you guys take the gamble with us? <laughs> well, I, I thought, um, I'd, I'd listened to uh, your podcast and uh, and I thought, you know, this guy, this guy's really doing a good job of oh, trying cheers. to promote, promote pipe bands and Getting in about the banter as well, not just not all serious, no, not serious all chat, God, no. light-hearted. Yeah, and uh, I, I found it quite enjoyable. And when you asked me uh, if I'd like to be involved, I thought oh, it's something different, and uh, uh, we're, we're pleased to be involved. I'm glad we did it. Excellent. And, and the show is going yeah. great now. You know, oh, that is indeed. Yeah, and I have to say, well, we give you a shout out each week, but thank you, G1, uh, <laughs> for keeping the lights on, as we say yeah. each week. Yeah. Um, so. That's one thing that kind of distinguishes G1 as a brand from others is that you guys like to take risks, if you know mm. what I mean. Yeah. Like you like to support little-known ventures like ourselves, uh-huh. uh, you know. And yeah. is there any other kind of thing out there that you would say would be more unusual that you guys have supported in the past? Um, well, I mean, I suppose, I suppose uh, trips trips abroad. I mean, I'm just back from South Africa, and yeah. um, the, the band, the Transvaal of Scots. We get called the jocks, the jocks for obvious yes. reasons, but um, they, they flew me out here last year. Mm-hmm. Flew me out to South Africa, and they wanted to, they wanted chanters and set up and all the rest of it, which they were doing anyway. And we provide that service where we send the chanters out to set yeah. up. But in discussions with the pipe major over emails, he was saying that the altitude is a real issue over there, and the, oh, the, the pitch of the chanter, especially in the top hand, just goes through the roof. Squeals so it almost. I, I does squeal actually mm. if you you know if you if you don't if you're not careful. So he had suggested that I go out there and and uh, set up the band. So I did that, and I did that last year, and it was a real learning curve for me. I mean, the, the band Johannesburg is actually two thousand meters above sea level, or it's one thousand seven hundred meters above sea level. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and where we test the reeds in Kirkcaldy is actually at sea level. Um, we try to keep the temperature in the, in, in the testing area around about 20 degrees. Right, so it's right, a constant, yeah. 
which is on in Scottish in Scotland that's a good a good day that's a good measure that's a good yeah. day but you know if we can get 20 <laughs> degrees in Scotland in a slightly cloudy day it's ideal yeah um, but there you know you're talking 25 plus degrees oh I'm sure yeah the, and the altitude uh, the humidity levels virtually zero as well so it, it really that's plays right, havoc yeah. with the so with how the do you tackle so that, that? that well it's difficult it's very difficult I mean the, the first thing that I did when I went over there was uh, I asked the guys what kind of moisture systems we're playing and you know they're playing drying systems and yeah. canisters to the drones and all that and I said mm-hmm. well, look I mean you don't need that it's, there's no there's no moisture here yeah. <laughs> um, and the moisture's going to help bring back the pitch mm-hmm. um, but it was just a case of getting getting in getting involved uh, and setting up the band as best as I could mm-hmm. um, there's two ways you could do it. You could actually set the chanters and reeds up to work at altitude. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, in their competing season, the first competition they do is in a place called the Manzan Toti. Uh, and it's near Durban. And mm-hmm. that's actually at sea level. So when oh, no. you get it singing at Up there, altitude, and then you have to move and down. And you come down here, and yeah. it's just flat. You know, everything goes flat. So, <laughs> I, um, that's but difficult, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, that was a good venture, but we've done it. we've done a few... I like to I like to take a challenge and, and, and try and do the best we can. And, and the rest of the team at G1, we're, we're all the same. You know, we're all keen to improve what we've got. Mm. We don't profess to be the best at anything, really. Um, we appreciate that, that there's other great remakers and chant makers out there, but we just want to do what we can to help the bands, mm. the bands that we. Fantastic, and that's essentially what it should be about: is trying to mm. help the bands and help the music and all exactly. that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So then, tell us about the process. We've got so many questions from ah. listeners about how do you make <laughs> how do you make a read? How do you uh, make a read? Yeah. Well, there's different, there's different processes actually. Um, every read maker has their own way. I mean, mm. I don't want to give too much away. No but trade secrets. We, we, we have. We have uh, <laughs> before the read is actually at the stage where it can be tied in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably about 13 different processes really? from there, the first stage splitting the cane, then you gouge the cane then you cut the cane to length, then you gouge it again and then mm-hmm. you're taking it down a little bit at a time right. you're taking some bark off, you're taking some of the other stuff, because you want to be a certain distance from the bark to get the proper vibration from oh, the cane see, you can aye. be too close to the bark um, and it makes the cane too hard and you can be too close to the middle and it's soft it's and soft, absorbs yeah. moisture yeah. too much and um, you know, it's just a competing sponge. in, in, in yeah, so it's just like a, a, a sponge, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's finding the happy medium because you know every piper have got their own idea about what they want. Mm. So you can't, you can't do, you can't do what everyone else wants you to do. You have to do what makes you happy and what you're pleased with. Yeah, and listen to other bands and what they've got to offer and say, okay, that is better than us. We'll try and improve in that department. But mm-hmm. as a whole. What we do, we're pretty happy, and most most people that uh, buy our products are, are pretty happy with what we do. Seem to be, yeah. yeah. And I have to ask a question. This comes from the Chanter Rant podcast. So, hello, those guys over there in Vegas. Hello. They were talking about reed selection being a real problem for them because they're yeah. out playing in the desert, uh-huh. and any reeds that they would buy, they end up throwing like half the box in the bin. Right. Yeah. Is there like a quality control process for reed makers whenever you're packing yeah. them in the box? Oh, definitely. Get tested and everything? Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I used to work, work in my old, where I learned my trade, I used to get in trouble from my boss oh. um, <laughs> for over-testing. You know, once the reeds are made, then you then you, you blow them the next day mm-hmm. and say you're making 100 reeds a day. 
you blow every read and then you're, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're just checking every note and you're going back to it, you're giving it a wee tweak and then you're going, ah. And I used to get in trouble for that. But I must <laughs> say, as a boss now, mm. I see where my boss was complaining because I see that I've taught the, the, the read makers in there. We've, we've got three read makers now. Yeah. And um, they do this exact same thing. They over-test. I mean, you're testing reads. Each read maker tests for two hours a day. Really? Approximately, um, and you can make quite a bit of reads in that time. So, yeah, but, <laughs> but it, it works. The blends, the blends, right? And I would never change that. We, we, what we do essentially is we test every read at the desired pitch that we think. You know, we test every read in our chanter yeah. to be balanced with no tape up and down the scale. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a case of how hard was that read? And you put it in the, the very easy, the easy, the easy plus. The, the medium, the medium plus kind of box. Yeah. Um, the, the majority of reads, most customers want kind of easier reads to be honest. So we try to gear gear the making of our reads round that. Yeah. And then the ones that are harder tend to be pretty good anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, so there's no there's no kind of favouritism at all with, with, with selecting this band's word on these reads and no, this band. No. Because <laughs> a read that that say SFU who play reads they want is not the same read that um, uh, say Midargel or, or, mm. or another lower grade band, no disrespect to those bands, but they don't want the same kind of read that SFU want. Produce a different um, tone. Because there's always that element of, you know, some some people just expect to be you know, a grade 4 band, so therefore we're going to give them the rubbish reads. We don't do that. No, um, no. In fact, most of our reads are sold to trade. Mm-hmm. So we pile, we pile them up in an order of strength. So right. as I say, easy, easy plus to kind of medium plus. Not many people want hard reads these days. Mm. So we do that. We box them up, and then uh, one of our suppliers uh, in Canada, America, or, or uh, one of our retailers, sorry, mm-hmm. um, they would they would order say a hundred reads or two hundred reads or fifty reads, whatever, and they would they would specify the strength they want. Yeah, and we just go into those tubs and fill the reads, read boxes up. It. We've all been tested and balanced, mm-hmm. and there's no oh these ones are going to that guy, these ones are going to that guy. So there's no it's not, selection not, going on there, there. There isn't, there isn't. No, and we're we're open to allow people to come in and, and pick their own reads. Yeah. Uh, we try to make every read as good as possible. Um, as I said, we've got we've got various processes mm. so that, to try and ensure the cane's good. I mean, certain cane we'll throw out right from the off because it just you know, it's, it doesn't look right, or yeah. it's not got the right feel, right. not the right colour. Um, and uh, I, I guess every read, me, every read maker's like that. We're, we're, we're quite consistent with what we do. No, uh, that's it. It's one of the things that's came across from ourselves, you know, from people who've bought your product, they've been saying that that's kind of the number one thing is the consistency. Yeah. They know yeah. what they're going to get. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah what exactly. I mean? Exactly, yeah. So they yeah. can tune accordingly to what's in the box. Exactly, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So away from the reads then, can I ask about the chanters? The channels, yeah. yes. Yeah. The whole yeah, yeah. process that goes into the design and everything with them. Mm. Again, how do you even think of it beginning? You know, where do you start? Well, like, well again, in my, in my previous employment, that, that was that was my main thing was actually making channels. And what happened was, usually in the winter, there would be a lot of orders leading up to the, the start of the season. Right. And yes. I, you know, I. Uh, we made a lot of chanters, you know, sometimes it was on Saturdays and Sundays and, you know, looking back now, I must yeah. have been mad, but um, <laughs> I, done, I, I made a lot of chanters at that time. Yeah. And and then, so that that happened up until kind of March, uh, April kind of time. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and then during the summer I would probably go into Reeds so I've done a bit of both but yeah. um, so I knew I knew quite a bit about the channels and, and actually helped design a lot of the channels in my previous employer yeah. um, so I've just continued that and just continued designing them and yeah, then, the, 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 yeah really the, the chanter the, it was actually Bernard Budana who had who's now got the Balagan Pipe Band who approached me mm-hmm. um, I think it was four years ago now um, at the Todd Bar and he had, he had asked me if I would be able to make his band chanters and, and at that time they didn't have a band it was Balagan Pipe Band yeah and yeah. I said well um, I'm not really set up to do it but mm. I I like a challenge, so um, I got myself set up, bought some machines, bought some tools, knew what I was doing anyway because I've been doing it for a long time yeah. anyway, and um, proceeded to kind of design the, the platinum, what is now the platinum chanter. And the idea with that chanter was to um, design a chanter that's getting you the kind of higher pitched, good quality sound mm-hmm. um, that you hear the top grade bands producing. Um, but without the oversized holes that the chanters have on yeah. the top grade band. I mean, most of the top grade bands, when you when you hear them playing, they're playing this chanter, that chanter, or the next chanter, but mm-hmm. um, it's not an off-the-shelf chanter. They, they all undercut the holes, gouge have, the holes. They gouge yeah. the chanter to suit a read that they like. Yeah. Or, you know, on the day of the contest, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's uh, someone's low ace flat for instance but everything else is okay and they're right to go along the line they'll get the gouger out they'll cut the channel yeah. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do but what we tried to do was um, design a, a chanter and read combination that mm. gets you that kind of sound um, or as close to it as you can get with without the oversized holes and without the cutting you're still getting the quality and a yeah. nice balance um, throughout the chanter you know that's what um, you want essentially isn't it ah, yeah. it, it is, it is mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's very slightly that I mean it's it's great up to the, the I would say up to the very top level of the, the grade one mm. um, but probably to get that little edge that the, 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 the top six bands get yeah. you maybe do need to do that without like that, that flatter chanter that's cut up but below yeah. that yeah. There's, no, there's no need for it you know mm-hmm. um, and, and you know I think I think this product stands up as it is chanter and read together is as good as anything out there I think it's a, it's a, basically, it's a plug-and-play system. It is. Whenever that's I first right. well, seen that's, it, that's, I thought, that's what it is. We're trying to make it easy. Play. We're trying to make it easy for the, the customer. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is, we're all, most, most of the workers in grade one and, and yourself, Rab, you've played at a higher level. Mm. Um, we, we all aim for perfection. And I feel that sometimes the lower grade bands like you said earlier sometimes they may get the, the reads that are on the, the, the third yeah. shelf or whatever <laughs> but it's only that band only that band yeah. but I'm totally anti that and we, we, we try to make it as easy as possible for every piper to be you know get the sound that, that the top bands want. get yeah. mm-hmm. um, what probably happens a lot of the time is that there's maybe a flatter chanter and a flatter read that, or a flatter chanter that's not cut and mm. then a lower grade band will try and sound the same as a top grade band band by sinking the reed right down and taping up the top hand uh, and it's yeah. not the same sound no, you, know, no. you don't get the same harmonics you don't get the same resonance no. um, and you're effectively you're choking the reed you're choking really. the reed exactly yeah. you're choking the whole thing mm-hmm. so you know what we do is uh, we're trying to make it easier for everyone uh, yeah, yeah we're, all quite, we're all quite fussy about that like, well, that's sometimes not a bad over fussy but 
<laughs> it's, it's better that way than the other way, I think. Well, that's it exactly. But also, G1 has been heavily involved in the Celtic music scene and folk music scene uh, with, well, bands such as the Chilis playing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, G1 stuff. Yeah. How did that all come about? Well, at, at the time, um, we, we just we had to be honest with you, it was the same kind of scenario as the the Balagan thing. Mm-hmm. We only had a, a pipe band chanter at the time. Yeah. You've got to remember that the business was only started. Two thousand and ten, still young, and, yeah. You know, a, a kind of small staff and mm-hmm. limited to the, to what, how much we can produce. Um, it's grown now, and we've we mm. a little bit better with that. But um, the Chili Pipers were having a, a, a few problems with getting getting the natural notes uh, yeah. Yeah. at four forty with the chanters that we're using. So the, I'm I'm good friends with Craig Monroe for all spag pipes mm-hmm. and. Uh, he had came to me and asked if we could help out and, and, and try and design a chanter that would be better, mm. easier for them to set them up and, set and, up and more yeah. uh, more robust and consistent. So what we did was we, we, we designed we designed a B-flat chanter at that point. And it was actually, it was in a bit of a hurry. We had to do it in about a week. Whereas <laughs> the first chanter I made, the platinum right. chanter, I, I hummed and hawed and changed things and tweaked things for yeah. about a year before we actually released, so, released it. From a year um, and, up and, you know, to a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it was it was the sort of thing where um, it, it worked. It worked. What I, you know, mm. I've got in my head what I, what I want to do with the chanter, and and yeah. we did it the first time, and I liked it. And what I discovered really the first time when I designed the platinum chanter was we done all the chanters, and and you go back to the first one, it's just as good as the last one. But, but we were just yeah. you know trying to get that little. Little edge and that little extra one, two, three mm. percent that, that that's going to make the difference when you're, when you're being listened to. So um, yeah, that's what we did. And and in fact, I, d- I did the same thing recently because we went. I, I just back from Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. I went out there with Scott Walsh, Scott Walsh of uh, yes. FM Marshall. and Phil yeah. Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a, he had a great time out there. He he really loved it. Um, mm. And Craig Monroe, we we all went out to South Africa more recently, and we we played in a, a concert again at altitude in B flat. <laughs> so that's even harder than uh, than uh, at the modern pitch. Sure, yeah. So obviously everything goes higher and sharper and everything. So I thought these this is going to be hard, difficult. You know, mm. it's going to be difficult. So I designed a chanter um, that I thought would work at altitude. Okay. And B flat. Yeah. And pretty much it did. Pretty much <laughs> it did. I did have to lift the reeds a little bit higher than I thought I would have to, and we did a little bit of cutting. But the end result was pretty good, and it was a good learning curve again for me and the band. Were they were really pleased with it? There you go. Um, and the South African pipe bands aren't really, you know, on our radar in mm. Scotland. But I think, I think you know, I think the Jocks are doing a good job, and along with the other bands over there, it's you know they work hard. And no, certainly, it's a yeah. big piping scene there. There's, there's quite a big piping Huge. scene there, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah and they're, they're a great bunch. They always they look after you. Know, uh, we were on safari, for example, and oh, right. yeah, so I get this on safari. The and, you know, brilliant. Uh, it was good. It's good. It's so, a good trip. Well, I have to ask you then. With well, we went through how both products were designed, and that was how the G1 all got started. But what's mm. the future hold for G1 now? Well, we want to, we want to continue what we're doing. Um, I, when I when I initially started the business, I just didn't want to work for someone. I wanted to do yeah. what I wanted to do without answering to anyone. And I wanted to just make reads for myself, and mm-hmm. and for you know, well, not for myself, but just enough to, to get by. 
Aye. But because because people wanted the reads, I couldn't I po couldn't possibly keep up myself. So we we brought one guy in, we brought another guy in, mm -hmm. and um, it keeps growing. And every time we get busy, I bring in kind of temporary staff, and I don't want to get rid of them. So they they, they stay. <laughs> and yeah. So we just keep bringing right. out new products and um, right. keeping people in, in in a job, and it just keeps growing. Um, no, one of these good. days, I'll get the proper balance between winter and summer, and we'll, 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 yeah. we'll figure out what we're doing. But um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's, there's other products on the, on the horizon. There's there's a few different um, ideas I've got for different Ooh. pitched chanters and right. different keys of chanters. Oh, see. Um, right. Scott Wallace is actually uh, he's very keen for to make for me to make a a C chanter. So we're we're actually considering oh, giving good. that a try. Yeah. Um, for playing on the likes of sessions and things like yeah, that. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. He thinks it would be a great session chanter because there's mm. no black notes in the key of C, um, yeah, yeah. so it would be, you know, it's, I don't think I don't think it's been done before now. So I don't think so either. No, like, I know no. there's been ones done on A. So yeah, we've got A, we've got we've got B, there's, um, yeah, there's B, flat, B flat. I don't think we've got any C chanter, so it would be interesting to do that. Um, you might have to have very small fingers <laughs> to do it, but I don't know. We'll give it a try. Well, there you um, go. Well, we'll keep us posted on that anyway. Ah, right? I know. I'd love to hear about that. We'll do that. Grant. Well, yeah. with this past season now behind you, I have to say congratulations on lifting your world title. Thanks very much. What was it like lifting Wee Spikey? Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I'm sure. I mean... It made my winter a lot happier than, than usual, for, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I've been playing the Pipe Mans a long time now, and mm. been so close quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, I played with Shots, and we, we won the medley one year, and I think we were third in the MSR, that was close. And then mm. when I joined in Inverary, the, the year we did the concert, mm -hmm. again, very close. Every year we've been close, actually. I was going to um, say, every and, year, yeah. Every year, yeah. Right. And um, I just thought, no, oh, maybe we're never going to do this. Mm. And then... On the day of the, the, of the major, you know, I had a feeling that, that, that we did enough, but then you talked to other people in the band and they're like, oh, no, 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 we didn't do it, you know, this really? wasn't uh, quite <laughs> as good as I thought, and, uh, and then uh, then we won the drums. Come on, there we go. We, you know, yeah. when, when, the, when the announced the result, it was just it was unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. That's but, a, if anything, I think I've, I've heard now for pretty reliable sources that uh, the celebrations was the stuff of legend. Yeah, it, it carried on for the best part of two weeks in some some people's cases. <laughs> well, you know, I don't Why want not? to. I, yeah, well, you might be right there. <laughs> uh, not in my case. I had to go back to work um, uh, maybe a few days after, but yeah, it certainly lasted a few days. Well, probably. Right. <laughs> but it was it was a great feeling, and uh, it's something that I thought I might never do. And and it's not the reason I joined them very incidentally. Um, I've I've always liked the band. Uh, from the from the day go, yeah. but the, the the job I was in it probably wouldn't be acceptable to go to that band at that time, and it was you know it was just it was I was involved with Dyser at the time and right. uh, Pipe yeah. Sergeant at that band at that uh -huh. time, and you know I was always a fan, and I got the opportunity to come come to the band when Stuart Stuart came along. And, it was just uh, the right move. It was actually the first time yeah. I spoke to Stuart. Was, he came along and, and himself and Ali. Came mm -hmm. along to the to the work and they, they wanted to try the reeds and they were enjoying the reeds. Um, had a wee tune and all the rest of it and we went for a curry and had a couple of beers and I, mm. I plucked up the courage to <laughs> ask Stuart for the music That's and it, it went on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> and uh, and he came back he came back and I says he says ah yeah he says well you just hinting you just hinting joke 
Yeah. And uh, I says, well, I'd like to pull out the band. I just don't know if I've got the commitment level to do it because at the time we were, we were busy with what. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We just, mm-hmm. it was, the business was growing quite quickly. I was struggling to keep up. Yeah. Um, and I says, well, I'd love to pull out the band. And uh, he says, well, what can you commit to? And I told him what I could commit to. And mm-hmm. uh, he says, right, you're in. And it wasn't a massive commitment. You know, it wasn't every practice, for instance, but. Yeah. Um, I quickly found that when I was at the band, you know, I, that, that wasn't me. I had to go to every practice. So yeah, you're talking yeah. probably uh, three, three, three and a half hours drive every really? every practice twice oh. a week. <laughs> you know, an hour and a half Whoa. plus each way. That's so, scary. Yeah, but it's yeah. worth it. It's worth it because when you get there, it's well, that's it's, it too. It's, it's, it's magical. Eh? It's yeah. magical. Every practice, there's always something that you go home and you're like, wow. That was pretty you know, cool. Yeah. It's a talented, very talented band, well, um, musically it. and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in every way actually. I just, I, I love the band, I really do. So I have to ask you then a couple of big rabs your usual questions. Yeah. Is what's your favourite cheese? Favourite cheese? Yeah. Have you got one? Blue Stilton, maybe. Oh, really? Stilton. You go for that blue stuff? I don't eat cheese much to be honest. Uh, but I like Stilton. It's quite good. I like uh, strong flavours. Yeah. See, blue cheese on a burger is not bad. I can let you away with it. Or a cracker. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheese cracker. Okay, well, as long as it's not on its own. That's mm. Yeah. Um, a bit of uh, chutney on there. <laughs> oh, well. nice. You're making Sweet me hungry. <laughs> yeah. And another Rabshaw question that's kind of difficult to answer, but we ask everyone mm-hmm. um, What has been your most memorable moment in piping and drumming so far? Oh, well. I say so that's far, because. Easy, isn't it? You've already asked me about this. Well, there you go. When in the world? When in the world's last <laughs> year? That's the best 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Easy question. Yeah. So, then, for a lot of people listening to the podcast, we have a lot of listeners uh, from Canada and the US and mm-hmm. Australia yep. and are just starting out learning mm-hmm. for the first time lifting the chandler. Have you any words of advice for them? Yeah, um, well, I would, I would advise to. Make make sure you do a bit of research and, and you get a, a good instructor. That would be the first thing. Yeah. Um, stick to the basics. Don't try and rush in and learn tunes before you can. Don't run before you can walk. No, no. Stick to the basics. Make sure that each note interval is even when you're practicing your scales and your your, your doublings and. Yeah. So you're uh, not straight on the fiddler's rally. <laughs> exactly. I don't try and do that. I mean, so many people try and do that, don't they? Yeah. Um, do that. Stick to the basics and practice, 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 practice. Practice makes perfect. That's but good advice. You either you either want to practice or you don't. And usually, people that want to practice end up being people that play in grade one bands. Yeah. Um, you can't really force anyone to play. So if you want to do it, do it and work hard, and uh, you'll reap the benefits. Work oh. hard on the, the, the basics and take it a stage at a time. So get the fundamentals right, and the rest will take get care of itself. Fundamentals itself. right, and yeah. even if, if if you actually know how to play quite well, you should probably go back and do that every now and again. The the, the, the rudiments and the basics. Yeah. Even for drummers too. Exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think drummers are more tend to do it more than pipers do. We do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We would start most practices. I yeah. would say was going through the bare bone basics. Aye, you know. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's not because when you add a, when you add those movements to a tune, then the tune flows more naturally because you're you're just naturally going to make that movement so because you've, you've played you it a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. A bit of automatic exactly. pilot, don't you? You do, yeah. you do. That's uh-huh. it. And then it then it becomes the music after that. Oh, that's yeah. it. Grand's well. I have to say, I'll cut it short here because I know you're just about to start getting ready mm-hmm. for the show that's tonight. Right. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck this incoming season. Yeah. And hopefully I'll catch you on the grass, no doubt. 
Yeah. It'll not be as picturesque and serene as this, mind no, you. Oh, it's lovely. Beside lovely. a chip van somewhere, probably, or a portaloo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, get yeah. my best to the rest of the guys at G1. I'll and do that. Thanks a million for all your support on the podcast. Yeah. And we shall thanks see you again, Jeff. All Cheers. the best. Cheers. And there you have it. Thanks so much to Jock for taking the time out from the Inverary District concert there. Uh, for Yeah, ran by Bally Breast Pipe Band. Shout out to Team Bruce. Yeah, it was awesome to have the time to be able to sit and chat to him all about G1 products and how they're made and how they're all out there. So hopefully we've managed to dispel some uh, myths out there about the reed-making and chanter-making business. I'm sure a lot of food for thought in there for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, I can recommend G1 products, definitely. You know, they do you know help a lot of bands around the world with their, their tone and sound and yeah a lot of bands play their your stuff and all of that and yeah go and listen to the bands themselves and make up your own mind i am a drummer i am not a piper i cannot profess to knowing everything <laughs> so yeah it was awesome to get chatting to jock thanks so much for taking the time jock and uh yeah to you guys Thanks so much for clicking on the podcast this week. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please do click that subscribe button or that follow button, depending on where you're listening to this, of course. We are now available on, uh, where are we? Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, and I think even now we're available on Spotify as well. Yeah, we're just, we're getting all over the place now at the moment. So, yeah, if this is your first time listening to the show, don't forget to rate us and comment and all of that sort of stuff. It really does help us. And, yeah, hit that subscribe button. If you haven't yet already, please do click on our Patreon page. Every click of support really does help our show. And I have to give a shout-out to our patrons before we hit the cheerio button. And the shout-out has to go to Harris Kilts, Source Bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome! Yes, you are. There you go. So, with each and every click on our Patreon page, you get yourself some extra little bits of content. So, for the same as a price of a uh, cup of coffee every month, you get your hands on some extra little, yeah, little bits of content and stuff that don't necessarily reach our radio show or the podcast or social media for that matter. So, our Patreon page is where it's at if you want to get extra little bits of content. Coming up to the Big Rab Show live podcast. Yeah, our Patreon page will actually be quite a special place to be. So if you are a Patreon member, uh, you can yeah get some little insights as to what's happening behind the scenes for the live show. Mm-hmm. Coming up to episode 100, it'll be good to be a Patreon supporter. There you go. Also, don't forget to head along to thebigrabshow.com, pick up your t-shirts and merch and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot happening on that front coming forward now into the next few months. Keep yourself on to thebigrabshow.com, a lot of new developments coming at you. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Next week's podcast should be a clinker. Looking forward to it. And yes, to all of you who were questioning, asking about our judging podcasts and our learning journey and our bass drums. and (sighs) There is a lot of podcasts in the works, as well as episode 100. There's a lot of other ones in the works as well. Trust me, we are in the process of putting them together and we will have them with you when they're done. We are busily interviewing around all over the place we're chopping and changing and editing and writing and it does take some time so bear with us these podcasts will be with you as soon as we have them together grant until next week guys we will see you here on the big rap show podcast (laughs) well that's it for another big rap show podcast thanks so much to our sponsors g1 roots 
played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>